0: You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the R.U. Screening podcast. Mm-hmm. I am your host, ruscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, um, because, uh, you know, if you tune if you tune in regularly, you will know <laughs> that I have sort of thrown the gauntlet down on when our list happens. Yeah. And I feel like... Oh, God, that's right. I feel like I, I'm keeping that. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart try. apart from uh any last minute just having to bow outness sure okay. my my theory is next week we'll do the best are you done is your list i'm i'm good yeah i'm, I'm your good. list. listed
1: oh I yeah mean, i know you oftentimes you're uh, like I, I can make so, my list right now if i had I,
0: I would say <laughs> as far as like doneness i would say i don't have Absolutely everything but nailed down in know. every position. Yeah. Okay. There's, uh, I would say, like, if you looked at my list right now versus a week from now, like right. seven and eight might have switched. Right. I was or, just say, you know, that know that you know your thing, top thing, five. And it's and you like know you're nine. Yeah yeah, ten. yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'm, I'm good enough as far close. as that goes. Um, and I don't think this is a weird year for thinking about my list too, because generally, the way that, the way it goes. Is that, let's say you've got like 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. All those will be yelling at me, trying (laughs) to be 9 and 10 instead of, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't really have that this year so much. Interesting. Maybe 11. Right. Uh, Like Maybe Maybe. there's like one more or something. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, But for me this year, you know, it was pretty... It was pretty easy oh, to just go No, like see, you're starting to love the list. Like uh no I'm not. No <laughs> uh like eleven, twelve, and thirteen <laughs> are actually not that close for me or whatever. Right. Like they're right. not like that's cool. no, come on. That's uh, the or whatever. F- for me, that's the
1: best I I mean, the best part is figuring out what was number one and then what was you know, obviously two because could they have really switched or was it never in doubt? But the fun for me is the fist fight between four and seven right like really thinking <laughs> right. about because i can get to nine and ten and cut especially 11, if they
0: are completely different kinds all of all different genres yeah, you yeah. get an
1: animated film you've got some sci-fi thing there's a horror film i loved and then there's just like some straight up drama that wasn't good enough but definitely is on the list right and i'm like well, now you guys settle it and yeah. i i love that part of it and i know <laughs> yeah i'm alone so yeah, good that's luck. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're alone. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, okay. So uh, anyway, so next week it will be uh, our fast. best list, hopefully, and uh, hopefully um, some other movie to cover and right. and yeah. the normal thing. And then the next week is the worst list. The week after that is the can't win awards. And, then uh, and if you aren't sure what those are, I don't know. We'll fi- tell you a long find way. out. We'll elsewhere tell you or whatever. Way. Yeah. Um, so this week. We're going to hopefully uh, just get through a few things as fast as we can because we have to get <laughs> right. We, gotta we get have there. to get some movies under us and <laughs> some that we either haven't mentioned really at all, or maybe we mentioned. You know, like maybe I kind of threw out some thoughts of it or gave a rating or something, but maybe we both didn't or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the big one that we're going to talk about this week really is the power of the dog yeah. because uh, it's nominated Huge. for everything and every yeah. everyone loves People it. People are still talking about it. Yeah, and uh, and, and it's interesting uh, for me because I don't know I don't know what your rating of it is uh, at this point, and we haven't really talked about it a lot. No, we haven't. Um, <clears throat> Generally speaking, we get to this point, and oh, yeah. I mean, I could probably guess what your rating right. is, or pretty close to it. Um, not just because I could guess with nothing and just knowing who right. you are, but because we've like, <laughs> right, we're there. You know, we've talked about it a little bit, or yeah. the name has come up, and you've rolled your eyes, and you know, I mean, <laughs> right. whatever. Yeah. There's there are been small like clues, something. Yeah. And the power of the dog really has uh, kind of eluded us for a while. Like, we really didn't yeah. talk about it, even though it's the thing that, I don't know, it's the front runner of everything. It is the like film. Everything. That more
1: people are uh, talking about it consecutive, consecutively and consistently for like the last two months yeah. than any other film yeah, that for, I've seen.
0: Uh, for like a really long time. And even other movies that, you know, got their moment in the sun or whatever. Yeah. I mean, but the power of the dog like keeps going, and this right. is this is going to be an especially weird year as far as the Critics Choice Awards, right? Right. Because at at this point, so you know, the Critics Choice Awards got moved, right? But we didn't vote, and then they moved, <laughs> right? Like they moved it, and they're like, and now the voting will be right before, just yeah, th- just, just like always, because they don't want you to vote, and right. then there's some huge gap of time right. Yeah, right, that, where you can you know whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so now it's going to be it's they're March thirteenth. Yep. And uh I think I have to vote, you know, by like the tenth or eleventh is you know, it's the same as normal. It's just like a few days before or whatever. But now it's like, you know, three months after I nominated right. things. <laughs> the, yeah. That right. now I'm voting. And you're like, whoa, man. I mean <laughs> Maybe that movie grew on me like crazy (laughs) over the last several months, right? I mean, it's weird. Or maybe I thought that movie was really good, and now I'm thinking about it for a long time, and I'm like, meh. Yeah. (laughs) Right. That's not that great. I wish I had that one back. Anyway, uh, so we're going to do the Power of the Dog, uh, which, uh, because we were just talking about this before we went on the air, which connects for me in a strange way with uh, another movie that we haven't really talked about, Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Uh, that uh, we're not really, really going to cover, but I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, but it is odd that just this is the thing, and uh, and those movies just kind of go together in a really weird way for me because you wouldn't, they don't. If you look at the posters or trailers sure. or whatever, they don't seem like movies that go together in any way. Right. But uh, for me, they do go together in a certain way. And uh, otherwise, we're going to try and throw out just a few movies that we haven't talked too much about. And I wanted to mention because I want to talk about the Critics' Choice Awards for a little while, uh, all the time. uh, That, you know, uh, they're coming up there March 13th, like I said, and uh, which still is obnoxiously far away and crazy. What a weird year, right? Now, all of a sudden, you're going to have awards uh, that late. But Uh, You know, in looking at the awards, so I was I was looking through all the nominations of various things and all the things that won various things. And I'm like, you know, trying to go through and go, what movies do we have to talk about and everything? Right. And this year, uh, you know, like most years, but I think maybe a little bit more than average this year. Uh, you know, it's all the same things nominated for right. everything. So you don't you don't have to cover like 50 movies right. to talk about denominations, right? It's like eight. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah right. And which always depresses me. Um, yeah, I know. You I, I just, that's gone wrong, I think. Yeah, if, I agree. If that's how that goes. Um, but the thing that stood out to me was uh, the Critics' Choice Awards has Best Comedy, <clears throat> which is uh, in no way related to the Golden Globes <laughs> You know, That's comedy, comedy, or, comedy or musical, yeah, right? right? Musical. Because, yeah, where ahead. it's just random. And, you know, theoretically, okay, I'm going to decide that I speak for the Critics' Choice Association. Here we go. Theoretically, you know, we're trying to be more like comedy, right? Okay. Like, like it should be, you know, maybe a comedy that is, you know, hilarious and the best comedy of the year. And not really likely to get nominated for anything else, right? It's almost like the can't win, right. you Their know, versions. comedy. It's, yeah, like, right. it's like our thing. Um, and this year, it like kind of threw me going back, looking through the nominations. It's not like I haven't seen them before. yeah. Uh, but the nominees are Barb and Star, Go to Vista right. Del Mar, Don't Look Up, Free Guy, The mm-hmm. French Dispatch, and Licorice Pizza. Right. And I'm like, man... Were there just no comedy? Yeah. Like, like this some is, of those fit, but barely. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> movies that are nominated for other things. Yeah. Movies that aren't really comedies. I right. mean, like. Free Guy Fine. You know, it depends on, I guess, some kind of loose interpretation of what a comedy movie <laughs> is. But The French <laughs> Dispatch is a movie where you yeah. might laugh. Yeah. But that's it's not. It's not a comedy. No, not not by any it, stretch. It's not even trying to. It's be, amusing. It's but, not a comedy. Yeah. Right. Right. It's so. I mean, now it's just like, so I'm like, what the heck happened here? Right. Right. And it turns out that uh, looking back over the year, (laughs) you know, one of the things crushed by uh, the pandemic we're in is like the release of comedy movies. Like they just didn't release any. Yeah. Uh, uh, They they all got pushed back or, you know, I don't know, some of them maybe shelved or something. But like going to a comedy at the theater, right? Right, you gotta like crank out comedies and yeah. have like rom coms all right. over the place, right? But yeah. a lot of them are clearly not like blockbuster type things, right? Yeah, they're supposed to be the things that are at the theater because you're on a date. Are right. you going to go to the movies? What are we going to see? I don't know. We have to agree on something. Yeah. You know, yada yada, right? And when people were just like, yeah, I'm probably not going to theaters. Right. And like lots of them yeah, right. w- were saying that, right? They just really didn't release that many comedies that, yeah. that had a, like a real shot of being the best comedy. So it's right. weird. But, you know, I didn't really think about that. I mean, it was... Right there, staring you in the face all year long, right? right. That uh, nothing was coming out in theaters, and only gigantic blockbuster things were being released at all, right? And no one was going to anything. Um, but I didn't really think about it, you know, until I looked at this list of comedies and said, "Wait a minute!" Like <laughs> I'm looking back over the stuff we saw this year, the stuff that you know
1: I saw for the show this year. This, I mean, there are some comedies, but they're either dogs or they're.
0: They're just odd. Right. Yeah. It's like, it, it really is like, like really odd. Uh, like, Barb and Star, obviously. Sure. Is, yeah. Uh, trying that. to be a comedy and everything. And Free Guy, you know, I think I get le- it. legitimately counts. Yes. That's like a comedy, uh, obviously. <clears throat> but the other movies, it's I mean, like, you, Don't Look Up, first of all. Okay. Uh, is okay. not funny I, well, in any way. I, I get that it's a comedy, but yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, Satire. I. Satire. I don't know if I okay. really get that it's a comedy, I but a comedy. Uh, Licorice Pizza. Is uh, uh, really good. First of all, um, it's it's not as good as I hoped it was yeah. gonna be, especially after watching it for a half hour. But, um, but comedy. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. So it's it's really weird to yeah, just these see are, like these all the various effects between. that happen that you don't think
1: about. I mean, most of them look like they're kids' films, right? You know, the Adams Family Values. Most anything
0: that would count as a comedy. Ghostbusters, kind Rusters, of. Kind of. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the Hitman's Wife Bodyguard, but now we're back in like February. Right. I mean, that's a huge drought. And uh, you're not going to get nominated for that no, anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so, um, so I did want to talk about some things that we haven't talked about on the show and that we're going to kind of be fairly quick about anyway. But uh, the Tragedy of Macbeth is getting... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know nominations. It's it's clearly you know it's a Cohen ish production. Yeah. Single Cohen. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know Denzel's in it. How, Francis McDormand. How right. you not going to get nominated for stuff? Right. Um, I so and uh, like I said, I'm just going to be really quick. Uh, and you know, it's a, no one's going to see this, right? I mean, you're <laughs> not. <laughs> There is your big sell. This is not uh, uh that's funny. you know, well, are we going to see the Eternals or the Tragedy of Macbeth, right? No one's going to Macbeth. It's right. it's uh yeah. it's like tiny indie art house movie yeah. except you've got like a fair amount of money and big stars really and big names. But yeah. there's uh there's very little chance that you're going to draw people right. actually in droves to the theaters right. to go see I Made Macbeth again. Right? right? Yeah, right. Um, but it, it is actually really good and really strange. It is really like Cohen, uh, you know, watched a bunch of Swedish films from the 70s and said, I could do that. Oh, right? uh, OK. G- <laughs> right. I'll do <laughs> I mean, it through
1: the I'll do that through lens of Shakespeare.
0: Right. And uh, <laughs> OK. And it's really cool. And Denzel is really cool. And, um, you know, I I actually don't love Denzel as much as most people do. <laughs> um. I think when he's really good, he's really good. And that does not mean that you're always really good. Right. He coasts. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> right. he's Denzel. He shows up. Right. You know. And uh, and in this, it really, <laughs> this is a movie where if you ever need an example of this, right, this, uh, for me anyway, it looks like a person who, you know, maybe took like 10 takes on something and he himself <laughs> said, no. I can. Oh, well, I, can I can do, do better. That better. Like me. he was yeah. like into this. Yeah, you know. So that was really cool. Um, but you definitely should check it out. And I'm, I am actually a huge Macbeth fan. Right. So that was really cool, You're a Wise Man. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, so other things. So uh, actually, I do want to well, talk. about you Nightmare in, Alley? If you had to give it, uh, like, I give what? it, I give it a nine. Okay, it, it it's really good. It's, good. it's solid. Yeah, it's, it's weird. That's pretty good. Even among Macbeth. Versions. Yeah. Right. I think it's still very niche to watch. Interesting. Right. It's kind of like, um, you know, when the Romeo and Juliet came out right i mean it's stuff. it's actually nothing like that but just as an example of like shakespeare right right even if you like romeo and juliet you might watch that and go that's the dumbest thing i've right. ever seen i mean it right. has it doesn't it's all stylized doesn't translate just, just yeah. because it's this right. that you know you're gonna like it necessarily right <laughs> yeah and i could see people watching this who are like Macbeth fans and go Ugh. i mean because it it's odd right? Yeah. It is, sure. it is kind of odd. Yeah. And you know, I could see that, but I thought it was really cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it, it really is just like, you know, at some time, it's not like you're filming the play and yet it is almost like you're filming the play and yet it's not right. right. It's like <laughs> it's That like, sounds very Cohen-ish. It's you know? uh, it is, you know, right? in it, a way that's almost perfect. Right. If,
1: if he hadn't directed it, if they, I mean, they didn't, he did, but if he hadn't directed it, you could have just said that and been like, Oh, I get it. Right. Okay. You know, <laughs> right, It's kind of right. like this. So.
0: Uh. Anyway. Yeah. So. Uh. So I do want to talk about Nightmare Alley, and then uh, we'll get into like deeper things pretty quick. Um. But Nightmare Alley is another one where it's actually not getting as much attention as you might have expected. Um. Because it's not really like. I don't know. It's not like people are really you know kind of championing it in like a solid way. Right. Uh. As you know demanding that it needs to get like director or picture or you know whatever kind of things although people are generally positive towards it right yeah <laughs> um and and i really had a lot of trouble with this movie right um in the end i give it a 6 and it's a 6 that it should not be proud of at all right <laughs> yeah um i give it a 6 mostly for uh Trying to, trying to pull out the experience of watching it as being separate from the actual story and, and what yeah, happens no, in it. That makes sense. Because at the end of the movie, just really ruined it for me yeah. uh, in in like a really serious way. Right. Yeah. Like uh, in some sense, my rating of it is like one because like it was that high know, before the in, end. in some sense I hate it yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, right and uh and you know the thing that really bugs me about this movie and it, it is a weird thing that doesn't happen often especially for me but what really bugs me about this movie is I'll never watch it again I mean yeah there's nothing to get, too bad. there's nothing to get out of watching it again right right even right. though I liked so much of the earlier stuff I liked you know, the first like hour of it I thought was awesome, right? Yeah. It was great. I loved all the actors. Huh. I loved kind of the story of what was happening. But it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's almost like if you watch Twin Peaks, right? For like the whole series, right? And then uh, the last thing that happens is in the show is just like David Lynch comes out and goes, you're stupid. (laughs) Like that's the end of the movie or the end of the series, right? I can't believe you stuck this long. You idiots watched this. (laughs) I mean, like there's- That's awful. Like if there was- That's depressing. Like there is no point to what's happening. Sure. It's just just a whole two hours of making you think that there's a point. Oh, that sucks. And the point is uh, like really, I'm telling like a two minute joke. Yeah. And I'm taking, like, yeah. two and a half hours to do it. And it's, uh, uh, I mean, it's really... Anyway, I w- uh, we won't go into the whole thing because uh, I'm not going to pick, like, every little thing apart sure. uh, because you haven't seen it. um. But but I really love... It's so weird. I, I really loved all the things. Like, even... I would really, like, go so far as to say, like, I have no problem whatsoever with, like, Best Director nomination or anything. Yeah. Like, it's directed... Right. Awesomely, awesomely and you can see like all the actors in it are, i thought are great yeah uh, you know i don't have any problem with nominating any of the actors sure. or, or supporting anybody. actors right. even uh, yeah. because i think everyone in it is really good right um and what they're doing at the time is good right it's right. even like it's written well until, like scene by scene, yeah, you know, like it's all, it all yeah. happens really well. <laughs> it all comes together really well. It's all, it's very like, um, it's very, uh, like it translates like a realism, right? Even though it's like kind of fantastical in right. what it's doing, yeah, you right. know, because it's uh, like at <laughs> best, it's like this whole carny world that is kind of. Mythical, anyway, yeah, and we're pretending that it's real, or you know, parts of it maybe are very real, parts of it are very not real, yeah. purposely, and yet it all feels like, you know, this is a documentary of <laughs> something, and it feels right. it feels very real, and it's cool, and the characters are all you know, hold you and stuff, but and then man, you get, and then you ending, get to huh? the end, that end is just the it's like.
1: Were you like eight Jesus. before the end, before the ha- last half hour? Were you kicking around eight or? I
0: probably was somewhere yeah. around there. This is what like, it sounds like. Like I even mean, like eight or nine or something. Oh, wow, man. But that then, and, it, and, uh, and it's not just the exact end. The exact no, end I know is, what you mean. is it's, just freaking <laughs> horrible. But right. even before you get to the end, it's like there's this con thing happening where uh, the con doesn't actually make any sense uh, because all the stuff that happens that was part of conning you is all random crap that happened that you couldn't right. make a con.
1: You right. can't... You, Uncontrollable. Like,
0: yeah, like if you're watching a con yeah. movie and then it's like, ha-ha, we win, but then you like watch all the stuff and you're like, wait, that was like all random Circumstantial, chance of, yeah, stuff, whatever. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't huh. know. It's all... It's it, it's very... It's That's very done. something. Anyway, yeah. but... um. <laughs> And uh, and then uh, we're gonna do the like Matrix real quick, hopefully, because yeah. we got, so we got to do the Matrix, and we're gonna do uh, the worst person in the world, and yeah. hopefully do those uh, pretty quickly, and then Power of the Dog. Yeah. So, um, okay, so the Matrix. Um, I I both loved and hated the Matrix. Um, I I loved a lot of the stuff in it. In some you know i don't even know some purely like trying to uh live through matrixiness again like there was like this weird nostalgia yeah, of it. it that you know i really liked for like a half an hour and then <laughs> i mean and and it was like well all right like let's right. see let's see what's <laughs> happening with this and it's kind of cool and i like keanu reeves and i mean you know whatever it was just it was uh It was kind of working for me better than I expected um, because I hate the two sequels. No, I know. Uh, You love the first one, you've despised the the follow ups. Yeah. So, um, so I was, you know, I was kind of getting, you know, into it, uh, at least at like, you know, say like a five or six range. Like it was fun, right? I mean, I was like having fun with it. And then all of a sudden it just like became this weird joke about itself and stuff yeah. and it was like you know i don't know then uh kind of ruined it for me um so the end result was uh i gave it a 3 uh, it was uh brutal it was <laughs> brutal it was almost <coughs> like ugly at, by the time <laughs> it got to the end yeah. right it was uh it was such a weird like uh calling itself farcical odd interplay of story happening right. that it it's almost you know like it it was it was ugly it was like misshapen <laughs> it was that's a great word for it it, just it was ugly it was just uh, such a weird effort at trying to tell a story when you have no story to tell yeah and i'm gonna you know go back to these characters mainly as an effort to my, make fun of myself for ever having gone to these characters. <laughs> like, it's it's just, right. it's so weird. Everything, every next thing the movie was trying to tell me, I just couldn't figure out why it wanted to tell me that, and it didn't have anything to do with anything it told me before. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I mean, the end, I, I actually kind of liked um, the very, very end thing. The, yeah. I really actually kind of liked the end because it was almost like we were just admitting that we were kind of making an episode of Scooby Doo the whole time, yeah. and and this is yeah. where that leaves us. And you're right. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, all right.
1: So right. so like at the end, I was so like, I stuck with you. This okay, far. fine. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. But I uh, I I was actually surprised by the time this movie ended that it got made. That yeah, anyone agreed to be in it. Anyone looks like a cash cow money is an elevator pitch yeah Man, sure you tell I mean, me you tell I mean, me get that, a bunch of money you tell right.
1: me that one of the wachowskis if not both are coming to make a new matrix
0: film i'm like i don't care right i mean i'm not saying i wouldn't you know. have invested no. in it <laughs> <laughs> right right just saying you know, it's stupid mean, but it's just yeah i <laughs> yeah. know i don't
1: know would you do you think you would have given the original matrix back in 99 do you think you would have given that a 10 just did. for the fun you, you it was a 10 that for you yeah because it's too late for us. We didn't do the show. We didn't, right. know, like, we knew each other then. We, it was not that long after that. But for for a trilogy or for four, I would have been curious about your rating to see what the average Matrix film gets. So Because I know you hated the second one, and I think you didn't like the third one. I, or maybe I get that backwards. You progressively didn't like them until this one. So, like, now, I'm, I, I'm thinking you might have given the second I, one maybe a three or a four the third one, maybe a two or a three.
0: Yeah, I think I didn't like both of them about the same. And it was more yeah. like maybe two if they were Because again,
1: I'm more interested in yeah. list making than you. So I'm like, the average score for a Matrix movie for you is like a six, you know, because the second, third, and fourth have been so low despite it being so great in the beginning. You, you loved this more than I did. <laughs> I mean, three is incredibly kind. I gave it a one barely because of how fantastic it looks yeah and and in a superficial way my heart screams this doesn't deserve that this is a zero um but i will be i will be fair and say that though it isn't a part of the movie necessarily seeing the trailer for this movie was incredibly exciting and very curious in in my imagination because I thought okay I know how the third film ended and it didn't really leave a lot of legroom for doing things but hey right. people die and come back all the time in comics so who knows maybe right, there was right. a glitch in the matrix and now everything's here you know <clears throat> so I was curious and I gave because my fondness for the three original films is more forgiving than yours I actually really enjoyed the second film and wasn't wild about the third at all. So I thought, okay, you get the benefit of the doubt. You've done some really interesting movie making. And in a time, people forget this. This has always stuck with me. In a time that for my entertainment life was maybe the absolute Everest of interest and excitement for a film. It was in 1999 because that's when The Phantom Menace came out. Oh, right. And I had been waiting my entire life for more Star Wars. And and now kids, you know, people, kids, now everyone is spoiled because there's Star Wars everywhere. You can't you can't spit at your TV without hitting Star Wars something. But back then we were starved. And the Phantom Menace came out in nineteen ninety-nine and was an incredible, incredible disappointment. And suddenly this film, out of nowhere, The Matrix, came out and saved, you know, that year as far as entertainment and sci-fi fantasy and, and just magic and it never it never really lost that moment where as disappointing as it became later, it still had that right. So I think if you've seen enough if you've seen enough TV or movies or you've read enough of a certain kind of book, you eventually stumble and usually you do this when you're very early on in these adventures some story that just says and then they woke up. and it was all a dream or it turns out you know the famous thing from our childhood our young adulthood would have been the TV show Dallas which nothing was bigger Right, and they rewrote a whole season because one of the main characters decided to break his contract and come back for more money and it turned out the previous season was all just a dream Right, and Bobby in the shower if you don't know it Google it. it it's this iconic thing the moment this movie made the first three films just a video game And that everything that you had invested in emotionally, whether you liked it or you didn't, whether you, you know, fan fiction, whether you played the games, whether you watched the Animatrix, whether you dived in or not, the moment you realized that all of those things and all of those investments were just a gag, a hollow thing. It it didn't
0: actually do that.
1: When it flirts with that idea, you've lost me. You, You know, I'm gone. And for me... I was so dialed out of it by the time it was 30 minutes in because I realized all you're doing in some way is trying to figure out, and, and I think this is what you were saying, trying to figure out how to make another movie. Like yeah. you're, just, you're just coming around with nostalgia and an affection for things when in fact, what I was seriously hoping would be that for whatever reason, Neo is now Morpheus. I don't mean the real character, but I mean Neo was somehow brought back into the Matrix because there's another Neo and he has to take on the Morpheus role. And there would have been this continuation of things. But when it was really just preoccupied with showing me Easter eggs and where callbacks to things, where in the trailer, Neo looking at the flock of birds, at the starlings, like moving as if they were, you know, the Sentinels, right? And I'm like, that's genius. Like, this makes perfect sense, and how great this will all be. But the delivery of that execution is just so weirdly like pedantic and boring. Yeah. Like, I can't get excited there for something were, uh, that shows no interest in <clears throat> exciting me with anything creative, except for throwbacks to stuff that you've already done almost twenty years ago.
0: Yeah. Like there, it's just there's not there. uh, the the beginning of it. I, so I would say uh if i had to like guess i don't know um there there's kind of like two parts in the first like 30 or 40 minutes and like one of them like i was much more okay with than you were yeah. like there were parts of the beginning the parts about basically getting neo back yeah like out of the matrix was kind of like you know whatever i didn't really uh I feel like it just went on too long. We had to do it somehow, but we were too interested in like talking about it over and over. And it was just kind of like, you know, there was a part of the movie that just likes to hear itself talk. Right. Right. And so it's going to talk and, and it didn't work for me, but, uh, but parts of the other beginning and, you know, like Morpheus, how Morpheus exists in the movie or whatever, or is there, I actually thought that was kind of cool. I thought it was a little weird, um, I don't know, that we had to like get there by like talking down to the yeah. audience <laughs> yeah. a little bit. But I thought it was kind of a cool idea. Like it's actually just, we, you know, we have this program right. and, you know, yada, yada. Right. I thought that was actually kind of cool and we were actually trying to do something. That that theory for me felt a lot like the original Matrix. Yeah, The original Matrix, right, is you took Philosophy 101 and you went, okay, I heard about some theories in Philosophy 101. Let's make a movie out of that and just, like, have fun. And right. just be like... Not take ourselves real seriously, yeah, but just explore But it. let's just, like, screw around with that idea and, yeah. and have fun with it. And then, you know, the next two movies are, like, you know, you show up to Philosophy 102 and start telling the professor how you're smarter than he is. Like, <laughs> that's basically yeah. the next two movies. Right. And so, like, that... Is you know competing with each other in this yeah. movie too, and is just doing a bunch of stuff that's stupid. Yeah, but it's uh, I, I mean there's there's a lot of the the things that happen within this one where you know it's like we talk and talk and talk basically about how clever and smart we are in this movie, just like in the two sequels, right? Yeah, and then at the same time, after a while, we go. Well, in these other worlds where you two didn't exist, uh things didn't work out right what right, <laughs> right. that doesn't make any freaking sense right. like and 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 you have to be there but not really be too close to each other that's right. like the that's like the money spot is you yeah. you both ex- how could that possibly make any sense to anything right it, it can't right and and so we're going to we're going to talk about that for like a second, yeah. Because it's like an episode of Lost, right? At this point, where we're right. like going, so there's a smoke monster, right. but <laughs> not the so polar much. Bear. <laughs> right. But yeah, and then you know, so it's trying to do all of this at the same time, right? It's basically in in certain parts, even though all of this m- movie is also kind of through this lens of being like tongue in cheek and making fun of yourself and kind of making fun of the other movies in a way and just going, look, it's a all just bit. a bit of a laugh. Yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, it's also like talking down to you about other things I agree. and not making sense about other things, like all at the same time in the same movie and yeah. trying to get you to go, haha! what a good time I'm having.
1: Right. And then think like, <laughs> I'm like, trying what? to convince you you're having
0: a good time. The, the weird, the
1: weird brevity, that is absent in this film that was present in the first film you know you're forget Mr. Anderson forget these the agents forgetting the introductions and you know the phone calls and all these weird things but once you're in the Matrix and you get the most quick introduction of the Nebuchadnezzar's crew so you got Morpheus and Trinity obviously those characters you're going to figure out but it didn't take long to figure out at least in the most Agatha Christie kind of cliff note version, who right. Tank, Apoc, Cypher, like all these people were... And they showed you quick snippets of their personalities to give you a sense of, okay, these are all very different people. Uh, right. Cypher, like, the, you know, all these other people there. I'll be damned if I'm not an hour and 40 minutes into this movie. And I'm like, you guys are just whoever you want to be in right. the scene you're in. Right, There's right. no way to tell anybody different except you want to be the new Trinity. You're supposed to be the new this. You're supposed to be the reference of that. I, I don't care. Right. And you're not clever enough. You're not coy enough. And I'm not dedicated enough to give you the pass that you think you've earned which is letting you slide by on great visual effects exciting action scenes but the most shoddy and and hollow mode of narrative and storytelling that i've seen in a long time like this probably could have been something really really interesting in hands that were more talented than the wachowskis and and, and you know the
0: the thing that's weird and it works uh Directly in this movie, but it's also uh, you know the original movie and the two sequels, right? Yeah. The original movie, uh, like I'm talking about, you know, things making sense and this is this and yeah. uh, how they're talking to you. Like the original movie was uh, just filled with times where you can tell that what they're doing and you know they hadn't really done anything, so right. you know this so is like a freshman new. album, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to your sophomore album, where someone says, "Here is a hundred million dollars," right. you have to make a movie by June. Right? Go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the first movie, they're like, "Okay, look, all this stuff has to like make sense, though. Yeah, it all has to make yeah. some kind of sense. It all has to, you know, this person goes here. Why? Right? Explain this. It has to, you know, come together. The second two movies are like this makes sense in a way you can never understand. Right. And deal with it right like if if you don't trust me because i know it yeah if you don't think it makes sense it's because you're too stupid to understand and this movie does the same thing just all in one right all All in in one one right it's got some parts where it's like we're really trying to make this make sense yeah we're going to show you why it makes sense even if we're going to kind of like gloss over it a little bit and just go i mean come on let us have a sci-fi movie Right. right Like, there are some things, you know, in the original Matrix where you go, like, the humans provide enough electricity. And you just kind of go, all right, come on, it's a sci-fi movie or whatever. They they gave us an explanation, and, you know, like, the dog can talk. (laughs) And you just go, go, fine. Here we go. okay, yeah. And then there are other things where they explain it and explain it and explain it, and you go, what? (laughs) Like, uh, you know, it'd be a different thing if they suddenly said... Yeah. You know, oh, and by the way, the humans are uh, enough power that there are, there are computer robots right. all throughout the galaxy. Yeah. And they're powered right. by these humans on Earth and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's like okay. they just keep going, like, to further and further <laughs> levels. And you go, what? And they're like, well, we can bring people back from the dead. Right. And, like, and you're like, um, you know, why don't we just keep doing that? Why would you <laughs> stop? <laughs> right.
1: Why is there ever a stop?
0: Yeah. I anyway, know. uh so that movie is uh fantastic go check that out such All right. trash. Um so now uh hopefully without going too long even though I could go <laughs> for a long time, we're going to do the worst person in the world. Oh, okay. Uh and Main reason we're doing this is because uh, even though we might, you know, not normally cover a lot of foreign films or anything like that, yeah. Um, but it it is getting nominated and talked about, and foreign movies are getting talked about a lot more this year, yeah, man, than uh, oh, than normal. Every
1: once in a while that happens, but
0: it's and uh, this is the year you know when it's you've got up. like five or six movies that are getting talked about like crazy, yeah. are getting nominated for like best picture, yeah. Or like with Flea for best animated, even though it's foreign and like all kinds of people are, and, uh, all kinds of people are talking about. And, uh, you know, this movie for me is almost like pig, even though like, I don't rate pig that highly, uh, uh, that highly, like, you know, it's not like the number one movie of the year or whatever, but I really liked it. And then I'm like, Whoa, other people are actually, you know, paying a lot of attention to this. And, uh, And this one is sort of similar for me. Um but I gave it a 10. But the the yeah. m- movie is um uh The Worst Person in the World and it's this woman, it's Norwegian. It's very like I don't know even how to explain this, but it's very like uh it's very indie feeling. Like it feels like yeah. just some Uh, (laughs) you know, it's like Greta Gerwig could have made this movie or could have made like the American version or something. Right. And it's, you know, it's a lot of sitting in your apartment, having conversations or like, you know, having coffee at some place or whatever. So it, you know, it feels connected in a certain way to like, you know, who three or four different Greta Gerwig (laughs) or, and, or Noah Baumbach kind of things. Right. Um, and it's, uh, you know, she goes into a, she crashes a party, meets a guy like all, you know, and it's just these like moments that happen and, you know, whatever. And hilarity ensues or doesn't or whatever and (laughs) stuff happens with her life. And, and, uh, and that's it basically. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I gave it a 10 and that's all I'll say right now.
1: There's a, there's a, there's a line for me. It's not always discernible, but there is a line between an indie film and an art house movie. And sometimes they're the same. Sometimes you have an indie art house film, right? And those are real peculiar. And sometimes you you get one or the other. I totally agree with you. I don't think this is an art house film by any stretch, but it is an indie film. And in a strange way, the easiest way to come up with like a comparison for somebody who I know has seen films, like I told my friend. Um, that it's, it reminded me of before sunrise, you know, there's really the, really the strength about this is a very isolated moment, even though, and I had to find this out after I knew it was more than a few months or more than a year, but what you really are looking with uh, mature relationships, you're experimenting with who you want to be versus who you're going to be. You're really trying to satisfy what it is about yourself that itches and comforts. All of that is like what you said, like really there isn't a thing here where there's a killer shark after somebody. (laughs) There's no magical mystery. There's no demo from a few minutes in, I was captured by the movie and I loved it, even though it was very common. Like yeah, yeah. but but man, how great that common is. There's something about it and I can't I can't quite nail it maybe just yet, because I literally just saw it. I gave it a nine easy. I'm trying to figure out why I'm not giving it a nine and a half, but there was something in watching it that didn't hit ten. And I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a second watch. But I'll be damned if I won't sit here and say, you give me a couple more days, and I think this might slide into ten. It's just so wonderful. It's yeah. so fantastic. The cast is amazing, it, as you said. It's a lot of. It's set in Oslo, so all the names I'm butchering. You know, her name is Julie, but she says Yuli. Right. You know, and there's Uncle, mm. who's an interesting character, who is a love of hers that is both on and off. Uh, Einvind, who's someone she meets later, who is both endearing and absolutely just sort of like comically repulsive in ways. Because by the time we meet him. And I know we, we you know, to breeze through this is very interesting, but by the time we meet him, I know more about her to know already that that can't work. Right. To know that it is finite, but that she's going in the way someone like her would do in that she's going to throw her heart right out there and just hope it doesn't get kicked too well, hard.
0: Which but, is which is one of the things that I, I thought was great about watching this movie. It's wonderful. Because it... It so perfectly had us in that position yeah. in those moments yeah. where we like know her right. more than she knows know her than she yes. And she 100%. Y- you know goes to that guy. And I'm like, you know, that might seem easy to do in a movie, but right. it, is, it isn't it, it is, is, is not. All the all, I would agree
1: with that too. The difficulty in carrying a film through believable interactive conversations. Again, like before sunrise or or that whole trilogy of films but just it's so easy to think that you could pull it off and it's really hard to do when she's when she's at a function with her boyfriend and she leaves and she just like you said she just crashes this party you know and like okay you know that's fine it's so believable and when she's there the mark that she makes is so honest that the conversation and the predicament she puts herself into or finds herself in is so fluidly beautiful and just natural. And I'm watching it. I'm like, I believe every single thing right. that is happening, there isn't a moment here where I'm like, yeah, come on. Right. You wouldn't do that. No or one talks like that. You would like never that, let somebody no talk one, to you right, like right. this. Every single thing in there is earned and fantastic. And the test of that movie for me is when it's not all roses. Like when, because people are, complicated and sometimes though we understand why she acts in a certain way to other characters they don't know and they suspect and they're like why are you treating me like this when she's losing her temper or when she's hurt and lashing out and when they respond I'm like this is what real people do Right. most people aren't enough aren't mature enough to divorce themselves they are like well you want a kitchen sink fight get ready here we go Right. and watching all of that play out even to the point where There's a reconciliation, and you're like, I believe all of it. Like, it's just so much fun to have such a comfort thing, and it's not a short movie, right? And I I mean, you know, for those that make fun of us and have fun that we're always like, ah, this is 35 minutes too long. This is over two hours, and I could have watched it it a half hour. Yeah, I really genuinely could have watched more with her. Not because she's a knockout. She's not a troll. It has nothing to do with her physical ability. It's just that she's engaging. And right. that character that and, she's and you, taking is perfect. And you really
0: get so much of really her it. in a way that a lot of movies, you know, wish they could do. The, yeah. There are a lot of parts where, you know, like you're talking about how it just comes across as believable. Like when she, you know, talks about something or does something or, or is in a conversation, some of the things just purely because they're done well and it's written well but some of the things you know if the movie had been had gone wrong earlier they wouldn't feel believable right. but we've gotten her now yeah. like it has given us her, who she is so that when she does something you go that's exactly what she would do uh-huh. it's not even like exactly how people talk it's like believable for her because now we have her right and uh, it, so i would say you know, because you're like saying we don't want to go too long on this anyway. But she, you know, you're saying like it's nine, nine and a half, whatever. Yeah. And I think for me, like the end was just ten. Yeah. I think I was like the same way. I think I was like eight and a half to nine and a half. Yeah. Like somewhere in there, uh, you know, another thing is I like the first ten minutes, Dude. twice as much after having watched the movie. right, was, okay. And then, it's like. You watch the first ten minutes and I'm like, okay, fine. Right. But then you get like three quarters of the way through the movie and yep. think about the beginning and you're like, oh, that like that was a genius beginning. But then you get to the the very end of the movie, and I was just like, right. F me, man. Yeah, right. Nailed. I like I literally like just sat there for a couple minutes going, What just happened to me?
1: So I finished watching the film and I'm thinking I'm 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 amused at very very specific parts of the film as the whole. Anyway, you know there's the there's the very interesting the beginning. There's the strange sort of like getting to know her as she's stumbling through college and her education. Fast you know fast fast forward more. There's even a weird train spotting scene. Right, you know where right. I'm like when that starts happening, I'm like I don't know where I'm going anymore. Right, right. But I'm so engaged to her, I'll go anywhere. And I had a blast with it. Got to the end. I sat there just watching it. And usually that's when, if it's a film that I think has a hidden scene, I'm fast forwarding to this hidden scene. But if it isn't, turn off the movie. I listened to the music and watched the credits for a few minutes while I was absorbing and and just kind of developing it. And I went, there's only one thing to do. I fired up the film and watched the first 10 minutes again. (laughs) And I loved it. I loved it even more it's got a strange kinetic pace that the rest of the film doesn't have and more importantly, shouldn't have because it has to slow down and it has to really just kind of like brew. you know. And and the more it brews, the better flavor overall this film has. But those first few minutes are breezy and interesting and visually very different. Like when she's scrolling through things and you see the internet on her eye, like that visual stuck with me for a long time and I was trying to describe it to my girlfriend and she was like, so what else happened in your dream? Right, like it just, right. it wasn't landing. And I'm like, you got to see this film. Right, Got to see this film. It's so good. I can't recommend this enough for a certain kind of person. Right, You know, if, if what you if want is Lethal possible, Weapon 3, it's this isn't it's possible for film. you to like this movie. Don't right? come into this movie with the wrong expectations. But man, and, and the title comes from something very interesting that is sort of more reflective now that I've seen it. But I, I, I mean, the worst person in the world. And I thought, okay, all right, I'm about to watch Despicable <laughs> Me, right? right some right. mustache twirling. <laughs> No, this is right. great. Uh, really and, great. And,
0: you know, I do just have to say we're going to uh, move on. But I just, yeah. have, the one scene where she goes back yeah. to her ex boyfriend yeah. to Uncle. just sit at, at the table and yeah. have a conversation, right? Yeah. I thought that was one that of was the great. best scenes great. that I've seen in a long time, just because there is no good way to make that. Yeah. Right. There, there is no, it's all. You know, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that is very kind of, you know, you want to think of it as being like kind of goofily cliche right. or whatever, you know, yeah. like the one guy like pretends to leave his glasses in oh, the, yeah. Yeah. at the store so that he can come back. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's the old I left my glasses shtick. Right. But somehow in this movie, it's like. You watch it and you go, I mean it's a cliche because people really do it. Right. Right. It's like right. <laughs> and it and it comes across the right way. It's the like right this way. Is it's never mishandled. Nothing yeah, in the yeah.
1: film. Even and and yeah. again, her experiences, and she's gotta throw like five or six different very serious emotional responses while she's working in this bookstore. Right. You know, from right. from seeing someone she didn't expect to to getting news she doesn't want to hear to hearing the worst thing that she could probably hear she's great. I can't wait to see more of her.
0: Right. You know, I, I, I'm over it.
1: It's great. I love it.
0: Okay. Uh, run right out to the theater and see that one. And, uh, we're going to, (laughs) uh, jump to power of the dog because that's the movie that everybody's talking about. And it's Benedict Cumberbatch who is, you know, nominated for best actor in everything. Uh, which, uh, frankly, I agree with. He's awesome in this. I don't know necessarily that he's the best actor or this is the best thing that happened this year. Like the best actor, uh, award, like obviously has to go to him no right. matter what, like there is no competition, but he is really good in it. Um, and he's, uh, he's crazy to watch, especially in some parts. It's just like literally wild to watch him yeah. uh do some of the stuff that's in this movie it's incredible and he's very good uh there are some parts where i'm like eh, i mean we're kind of just twirling our mustache and i don't know if that's how I'd, i have yeah. i don't know if that's the take i went with or whatever like right. some things are a little you know whatever um and you know so just like the quick version right it's I mean, everybody knows what the movie is, right? It's like the western. It's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is an asshole, and there's a there's a kid involved who he's a jerk to, and right. he and his brother like run this ranch, and his uh, brother is like the not as manly one, and yeah. you know yada yada, right? Right. Every, everyone knows this the movie anyway. Um, so like just quickly, I, so for me, uh, I have. Uh, like I mentioned at the start, I have the same reaction to this movie in a way uh, that I have with Nightmare Alley because oh, yeah. uh, I really liked everything I was watching. Right. Um, well, almost everything, but you know, in a very general take sort of way, I liked everything that I was watching. Uh, it's a very slow movie. So if that doesn't do it for you, you know, you're out from the beginning because it's super slow. Right. Uh, it, it drags and drags in some parts. Um, but I really liked everything that I was watching. And in the end, it turns out that the movie's just like you're telling me a two minute joke. It's, <laughs> it's 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 yeah. it's just like uh you you get to the end and you're like, man, that's that's, that's what it. i that's, that's what I was watching all this for. so yeah. that you could do that? Like, right. you know, hooray for your joke right. but, <laughs> but but can't I have like a couple of hours back? Right. like it's it very yeah. similar reaction for me between these two movies, because I liked everything that I was watching. And then I got to the end of it and I was kind of pissed that I watched it. Right. That it just took it away. This one though. Uh, I liked some of the stuff better. Uh, I thought some of the stuff was just really pretentious. I thought Benedict Cumberbatch was awesome. I thought Benedict Cumberbatch was even good in parts where I did not expect, uh, that it's actually possible to be good in them. Yeah. You know, like, um, there's one scene where he's talking to the kid and like the kid's like, yeah, it's a dog. And he's like, you just saw that. That's a, that's and like the best that scenes. scene. I'm like, I can't believe that he made me believe that that happened. Right. Like that he reacted in a way. The way he that, turns and looks at I him. I really was, you know, yeah. th- like that just really how I couldn't believe he did that that <laughs> yeah. well. It's like impossible. But uh, anyway, I give it a seven. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, I give it a seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost largely theoretically in a, in yeah. some sense right it's uh it's it should have been so much better and right. and really <clears throat> like nightmare alley yeah um it just it, it's ultimately such a bad story <laughs> like it's yeah. not even a bad story but it's kind of like a boring meaningless story yeah. like it it is really like you know someone who's never heard a joke, and then like someone tells you a joke, and you're like, I mean, is that supposed to be funny? So like, that's it? like I've never heard a joke <laughs> right, before. So this so is so what we're was, yeah. I mean, it's just I don't yeah. know. It's so so disappointing to me at the very end that I was like, oh god. And you know, I'll tell you real quick. I don't want to take forever, but the thing that really pissed me off about this movie, yeah. Has nothing to do with the movie, but it has to do with as soon as this movie came out, there were like a hundred different things online of articles going. Oh. Uh, Let's explain the ending of the Power of the Dog. Oh, really? That like was, really? Yeah. I, I also needed. Ex- I can't figure it out either. Like right. there are, like people are. Go- we predict people are going to this movie and can't figure out what happened at the end. Right. And I'm like, oh. Okay, thanks. Right. Like, now, now the power of the dog made me live in a world where those articles exist. That's, and I blame <laughs> it you for that. You resent that for that.
1: Right. I don't, I don't know why they needed that explained so much. But, you know, there was, there was a film. Everybody knows this film. Well, most people know the film Legends of the Fall. And it was it was, you know, with Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins. And it was based on a Jim Harrison short story that's maybe... I mean, it's been a long time since I read Legends of the Fall, but I feel like it's 30 to 45 pages long. And that's a long-ass movie. Right. I can't remember the guy's name. David Savage, I think. He wrote uh, Power of the Dog. And this is obviously based on that. And this is a two-hour film that feels stretched from a 30-page short story. I thought it was a little bit below average. Overall, for me, I gave it a four. And most of that is from just all the... Maybe I would have enjoyed this movie a little bit more if I hadn't heard so much about it. You know, if the expectations for it weren't raised because it's one of those films that just suddenly everyone was talking about, everyone was raving about. And, you know, look, I like I like Benedict Cumberbatch a lot, and I don't think he does a bad job in this. I think most of my problem with this film is with Jane Campion. Yeah. Like, I think as fine as it is directed and as gorgeous at times. I mean, she really uses the vistas and the scenery to her benefit for scenes that go on too long. The only time the scenes really work are, are twice. There's the scene where George and uh, Kirsten Dunst is her character. They've just married and they go up and they're having this picnic wine. And he really, in a heartfelt way, kind of sets a theme up for the film where he gets a little emotional and she approaches him and he's like, it's just, it's just nice not being alone. And I get it. I get it. You sell it. The, right. It works there. The other time it works is when Cumberbatch and, and the kid Peter, Peter and Phil, are, uh, are sitting there and they're talking about, you know, what do you see? And I was taught by this guy, Bronco, you know, to look at things that don't exist. And the way he snaps his neck and looks at him, he's right. like, you see that? Right. And it's not a comic. It's not a double take. It's not a spit take. It is a genuine, like, holy. There's a there's another person who can see what I see in this world, and maybe that changes the way I see you now. That's that's all really fantastic. You know, it's it's a little hard not to see the stuff that she really seems to be dialed into you know she's m- probably most famous at least in my mind for the piano which was yeah. i mean which was ages ago you get another single mother with a vulnerable child you know and instead of instead of oceans you get deserts you know you've got um uh you know the piano serves again in this film a very specific purpose like obviously there's motifs right, right. here there's um you know, there's, there's characters connecting with the environment, et cetera, et cetera. I honestly think at the end, what I would say most about this film is every once in a while, two things happen. There's a critical darling that comes around that I just don't get. Right. You know, it's your Zero Dark Thirty, which is getting a little old. Now I can say it's your nomad land, which again is just this beautiful looking film that doesn't do much but spin its wheels and feel entitled to some awe and fawning because it's doing what it's doing It's fine you're doing what you're doing great but you don't deserve in my mind what you're doing because it's very simple right here so much of what happens with the characters which i wish there was more to motivate them i don't find that the movie is doing the heavy lifting i'm doing it the way that cumberbatch changes towards the kid suddenly is unbelievable to me it might have worked on the page but it doesn't work on the screen he's 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 certainly, I've gotten ahead of myself, and I know we're getting close. What I meant to say is every once in a while there's a film that is more fun to talk about and I can make sound fantastic with themes and contrasts and comparisons than is actually shown on the screen, and this is one of them. I can talk all day about the dichotomy of man versus nature and how when a specific kind of man who might have a beast inside of him, forget the sexual innuendo, but it's just raging, looks at a vista and sees an animal. There's something there that's very interesting about when Cumberbatch's character walks in on all these stage on all these like uh farmhands and he is as we've been told Yale educated like he is an absolute person to be around but you know he's much more prefer he's he's more preferable to be stinky and dirty and right. dusty but I don't know why I don't get that I'm have to, I have to make those reasons up but if he can walk in to all the farmhands and castrate an animal with his bare hands. I mean, he's using a knife too, but with his bare hands, no gloves. And then later, the strength of his hands against nature when nature has a chance to come back at him. Like, I, I can talk about these themes all day and they're very exciting. It's so bland and boring when I'm watching this film that doesn't do anything, but expect because it's doing what it's doing that I'm going to
0: fawn over it. And I disagree. Yeah. you know, I I'm, think that uh, we got to go, but I think that, uh, at, like you said, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of what the movie is needs to do, right? Um to get to its overall story that i, d- I don't think it does enough while it's busy doing other things. Yeah. It spends a lot of its time uh in scenes that are really long that don't need to be. Yeah. Um just you know because this looks pretty or i'm going to really right. hammer this home or whatever. Um, as opposed to, I think, really trying to convey. I, like, I was more okay with you than, than you. Yeah. With, I guess, like the amount of time it took or something. Yeah. You know, to kind of get, to uh, it. get him to change his opinion right. of, of what's happening and what his relationship is going to be with this kid. Um, but even still we could have done it better right yeah. it could have uh it it could have been something that had more effort involved in it as opposed to quite as much effort i, I think trying to make him an asshole right? right like how we have to show over and over again that he's an asshole it's I like get it. look man <laughs> right. I get it <laughs> right. and how I don't many know why. Th- how many things do you actually right. have to do not that many right mm-hmm. and you know anyway sure. um but it's got to you know it wants to do all these various relationships and all the things that happen with them. And then it's got this one that's really kind of key that you're like, Oh, well, okay. I guess that's where we are here. Yeah. Eh, And maybe not, but yeah. Uh, but I appreciated a lot of the stuff, uh, or I was able to appreciate a lot of the other things about the movie, you know, more than you, but I mean, it's rough and not only is it rough, (sighs) but I mean, God, you got to get through it. You you do, Yeah. And it is, it is, it is slow and plodding yeah. but um right but still in a lot of ways right like really really good filmmaking even despite you know, lots of bad. Like right. I still liked everyone in it. I thought everyone I did in too. it was good, right? Kristen Dunst. I mean, there's is lots of it. there's lots of stuff. The cinematography, cinematography was awesome, is amazing, right? You know, there's you lots know? of there's lots of positives. Just the uh, story, not so much. I got it in, in mean, a lot of ways.
1: I jumped. I mean, I know we're getting out of here, but I jumped up. I got a I got a quick chill when the scene with the rabbit. Happened the first (laughs) one and i'm like because the the blocking the the staging of that scene to be as revealing for what happens when um when the woman comes up with the carrot for the rabbit and i'm just looking at them like okay okay i know what's gonna happen here old benedict's gonna do some stuff and you don't get anything close to what you think is
0: happening and i'm like now wait a second Uh, right do do this film again like make
1: me watch that but
0: anyway all right. Uh, yeah. We're going to get out of here. And uh, next week, as, as I said, uh, it's going to be our best list unless, I don't know, there's right. some last minute dodge or right. something. But uh, so tune in next week for our best list. Thanks for <laughs> listening. Uh, please share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes yeah. or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks. Yeah. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by are screening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to are screening.podbean.com or are screening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.